Welcome to the Elite BSC Podcast, where our entire focus is helping commercial janitorial contractors succeed. You want a growing company, a thriving team, and healthy profits, and we are here to help. My name is Jordan Tong. I'm the founder of Elite BSC, a company dedicated to helping janitorial companies grow and thrive. I also serve as CEO and one of the owners of France Building Services. France is a janitorial company employing nearly 600 people. Since 2007, we grew from 1.5 million to more than 20 million in annual revenue and built what I think is one of the best teams in the world. The goal of Elite BSC in this podcast is to give owners in the industry a vision of where their company can be and the information and tools to get there. I want to share what I have learned over the years to make this a reality for you. Welcome to the Elite BSC Podcast. This is your host, Jordan Tong. So today I want to, as an introductory episode here for the podcast, I want to give a little bit of a backstory about myself and the company that that I own um, or one of, I'm one of the owners for. And part of my reason for doing this is, number one, I love sharing the story, and it's uh, I find from others that it can be encouraging and motivating, um, in part just to be able to see a lot of the pitfalls and uh, struggles that we've been through. Uh, there's a lot of relatability with that. But also, there's a lot of consultants out there in the janitorial industry and, and in other industries as well that have had a little bit of success in that particular industry but are also good sales and marketing people and end up being consultants and selling products and services, et cetera, but really don't have, I don't know, what I would say is extensive street cred in the industry that they're consulting in. And that has always been a challenge for me as I have tried to find consultants is finding somebody that made sense for our company that, that really had the legitimacy and the experience to, to earn my trust to be able to work with our organization. So, that being said, I want to just give a uh, tell you a little bit about the company that that I have been a part of for quite some time is France Building Services. So France Building Services, we're a, a janitorial contractor. We're based out of Kentucky, um, kind of a Midwest South Midwest organization. So the company was started by my grandparents actually in 1985. So my grandmother was a German immigrant. My granddad was. Uh, in the army, he was a sergeant in the army, and was actually stationed in Germany. That's where he met my grandmother, and they got married and came back. And I think he was a union boilermaker. And my grandmother worked part time at a factory, and they were just blue collar, very low middle class folks. And and one day they, my granddad was sick of doing what he was doing, and really wanted to start a business, and but had no idea what to do or how to do it. And so they decided upon a cleaning company and they started going out and trying to solicit jobs. So, um, I think he, he quit his, the job that he was doing and started selling during the day and then they would clean at night. So typically my, my granddad did sort of the selling and some of the stuff during the day and my grandmother would clean or work with cleaners in the evening. Um, and they started off just like so many people in the industry with small jobs, you know, little one day a week, $50, uh, you know, a week sort of accounts. And, and it slowly started to grow from there. And, and it was, you know, like pushing a snowball down the hill, like for, for quite some time, it's super small. It takes a lot of effort to, to keep it going. 
and this was this was true for for their business that it was small it was steadily growing it was steadily getting a little bit bigger a little bit more employees a little bit more complexity a little bit bigger customers and that trajectory really lasted for for well over a decade so i think we hit our million dollar mark somewhere in the late 90s so again we went from 0 to a million it took us like 12, 13 years, right? Which is, which is really slow. Um, and I was a, a, a little kid at this time. Um, and I was born in 83. So I was two years old when the company was, was founded. So in 97, um, my, or, or the late, maybe 98, my parents took over the business from my grandparents in, in terms of ownership. And, started running the business. My mom was doing our admin and financial work um, in the office. And my dad was selling and also the head of operations. So our supervisors and floor crew reported to my dad. Uh, My dad dealt with the customers. And then my mom handled all the payroll and the billing and accounts receivables and, you know, all the the various pieces of of the organization from a, a finance and admin standpoint. So my parents grew the company, you know, under their watch, let's say from 97 to 2007, uh, which is the year that I joined. They added close to another million dollars to the organization there. So you see our our growth was starting to accelerate a little bit. And and it's helpful just to put this in context to keep in mind we we were situated in a in a small town. So the company was started and really all of our growth up to this point had was in, uh, we're in Davis County, Kentucky. Uh, and in Kentucky, we, we refer to counties typically. <laughs> um, this, the city is Owensboro, Kentucky in, in, in our County, there's, you know, during that time, like in the early two thousands, probably there's less than a hundred thousand people. So the amount of business that we had picked up, without going outside of our market was was good like we had we had had some success in our market we were still a really small company we were not making a whole lot of money um and but we had aspirations so this is where i come into the picture a little bit um like some of you all that have grown up in the industry um i did clean and was involved in some jobs during my younger years and as a job during high school um, I hated that job when I was in high school. Um, so I ended up going off to college, um, went to Tennessee tech university and got a degree in civil engineering. Now, after I got my degree in 2005, I moved to Nashville and worked in construction and development there for a couple years. And my dad in 2007 invited me to move back home to the small town and join the family business. And I really had a desire for that. I mean, I'd already been talking to my dad about my want to be entrepreneurial and, you know, not to be stuck in an office working for somebody else the rest of my life. I just, I'm just not wired to, to do that. I can if I need to, but that's that's not what I want to be doing and where I want to be doing it. So I agreed to come back home. Um and my wife and I packed up our stuff from Nashville and, and moved back home in 2007, and I joined the company. And 
I really, I had very little business experience. My background was kind of technical, uh, more than, you know, business or sales or that sort of thing. Um, and I honestly didn't really know anything about the industry despite, you know, having grown up around it. And so I remember, I can, I can remember vividly today, even though this was, you know, 17 years ago, being at the office the first couple of days and just sitting there thinking this is pretty cool, but also not having a clue in the world what I was supposed to be doing. (laughs) And my dad honestly didn't really know either. I mean, he just, he, he knew we'd figure it out along the way. So that me joining in, in 2007, um, you know, at that time too, I was super ambitious, um, and really thought, man, we can build this awesome company. Um, I was a bit naive too, but, but pretty ambitious. And I was super, I guess what I would call success oriented. Um, and I think that was a flaw in the way that I was, I was, was a bit self-centered in that. Like I wanted to be successful and while that did drive me in some ways, I think it, I lost perspective about what's important um, and really didn't know how to create a culture and lead people in such a way because a lot of times it was about myself. Um, and, and just to be quite honest, I didn't have a clue early on what it meant to run and grow and lead an organization. Um, I was 25 years old for crying out loud. So, but when I came, the, the, the main objective from, you know, some of my dad and I talked together is that we would, my job was to try to grow the business. And that's really what, what I tried to do. So I started marketing and making cold calls. I mean, I, I was creating, looking back now, I cringe at them, really crappy marketing pieces that I developed in Word and I'd swipe images off of Google Images. And, but I started mailing out these packets and, you know, I got directories of manufacturing companies and I would find contact information at those locations. And I was just hungry and I would send out contact or yeah, send out info about our organization and then make follow up phone calls and started getting some sales appointments and, and we started landing some jobs and, and I was doing this in a couple of markets that were about 45 minutes away from our town. So there were some other cities that were close by that had actually a little bit bigger population center than where we were at, probably about twice the size. And that's where I was, where I was marketing. And we started to have some success. I mean, I, I, we were, I remember picking up a small little manufacturing office that was about $900 a month, picked up a pretty good size industrial account um, that was about 10000 a month. And I, I remember when we were awarded the contract, the purchasing manager asked me, said, hey, are you sure you can do it for this? <laughs> Which meant I underbid the job. And I did. And we didn't make much money on it. It was maybe a 15% margin account for, for quite some time. But we picked up a, a small like ITT tech um, facility. And we just we slowly started adding some accounts. And during that time, it was stressful um, because we didn't have management in those areas. And so I was selling those accounts, trying to deal with the customers and then having to hire cleaners and staff the accounts and we'd get call-ins. You guys, you know how that, how that goes. People not showing up, people doing things on the job that the customer then gets mad at. And 
I can vividly remember this one account, the big industrial account that I underbid. It had a third shift, two third shift workers, which was an almost impossible job to to staff, uh, or at least I, I had great difficulty doing it at the time. And and I would remember often I would have somebody call in sick, and it's nearly impossible to replace a third shift worker that calls in an hour before their shift. And so I knew when that would happen, I, the very next morning at 6 a.m. when our customer contact got there, he would be calling me wanting to know where the third shift person was. And so the the stress of trying to find somebody at night and then if they called and couldn't make it and me trying to come up with backup plans and then knowing I was going to get barked at the next morning at 6 a.m., um, a lot of sleep was lost during during those days. But we just slowly started to grow. Um, in that particular market, we we grew, you know, we were growing about at a clip during those early years of, you know, we went from 1985 to 19, or to 2007, zero to like one and a half, 1.7 million. And then after 2007, when we started to get intentional about growing, we started growing at a rate of anywhere between 700K and a million dollars a year. We had some years that were a little bit better than that. We had some years that were maybe a little bit worse than that. <clears throat> but we we started we started growing at, at a pretty good rate, and it it's just started picking up. And so once we established ourselves in one you know metropolitan area, we would go and find another one that we felt was ideal for us, but also within you know an hour or two driving distance. And we would do the same thing in those markets. And so we started to branch out into a handful of smaller markets that surrounded where we were at. Um, we even did a little bit of time down in Nashville and we actually have a, still have a presence in Nashville. Um, and that was kind of as far South as we reached during that time. So, you know, you think about those are some of the sales operations struggles, sort of the growth pains of trying to figure some of this stuff out along the way. The thing that, probably helped the most and you know you read books like good to great um that talk about the importance of getting the right people on your team and the right people in the right seats you know traction the eos model talks about the same same sort of concept is we started upgrading talent in our organization um not necessarily aggressively but when we needed to fill a position when we had somebody leave or quit or maybe lost their job for whatever reason we we started trying to to put really good people almost to the point where we were over hiring a little bit to fill some of the roles. And, and the roles I'm talking about are things like in sales, in we hired our first HR person, um, our our branch managers, area managers, those sorts of positions. And as we started building out that team and then upgrading as attrition happened for various reasons, the company began to to take a light on a life of its own. So, you know, one of the, my desires early on was to, to help build something that didn't need me and where, where I became unnecessary to the organization. And that required people on the team that were better than me and smarter than me in, in various areas of running the business and and that's that's what we did. I remember our 
the one person that stands out to me in that regard is his name is Brian and he's our, our company president now and, and actually one of the owners at our organization as of uh, recently. And he had quit a really good job that he was at and had been at for a long time, was just burnt out and looking to do something different. And I remember pitching him the offer to come here for less than what he was making um, and just tried to sell him on the opportunity that was there. And when he took that job, I think part of it was desperation on his end. He just needed something. Um, but when he took that job, it was a game changer for us. Um, he started to lead and run the operation portion of our business, which was never an area that I was strong in. And he slowly just started taking that and running with it. And we, our profitability began to improve. You know, I struggled with leading a team of managers and holding people accountable. And that was just an area that he was super strong in. And so our profit started to go. So I was working on the sales end and really pushing to, to see that happen. Brian was working on the operations. And so we were growing still at that clip of 700K to a million a year. And... But also our operations were improving and our profitability was improving. Okay, so let's fast forward to 2017, somewhere in there. I just started Elite Business Coaching and was helping other janitorial contractors. My role at France um, got more and more minimal. I was just involved maybe at a, a pretty high level, like just strategic things, vision things, that sort of, that sort of stuff, but not involved in day-to-day operations. And I had one of the clients that I was helping with Elite BSC, a janitorial company about three hours away, asked if we would be interested in buying his organization. So at the time, I want to say we were probably doing about $10 million, um, in revenue, something like that, 9 or $10 million. And it was a deal that worked out for both of us. Um, we spent probably three, four months on the deal. His company was about $3.5 million in revenue. And we were able to, you know, go through the whole acquisition process. It was actually a really good process um, on this particular deal. We spent a lot of time building some trust with each other. There were certainly hiccups and bumps in the road, um, but but we were able to make that work. So that that propelled us a little bit in terms of revenue and also geography. So we were now in a market that was a bit of a leapfrog north for us, and because we bought into something, we had an established operation that we could then build from. So that put us up to in the $12, $13 million range at that point in 2017. And from there, we just, man, things have just, this is where the snowball started to pick up. So the profit margins, you know, we went from being in the two, three, four, five percent margin, a 6% year would have been a really good year. Um, and we dreamed about and talked about having 10% plus days ahead of us. So if I'm, if I'm fast forwarding to today in 2024, we'll, we'll do just over $20 million this year. In the last couple of years, the last three years, we've hit 10 plus percent in, in margin. And this has been a fun ride. Like I, I love what we do. Um, I love our team. I love being able to see the business grow and thrive and see people get opportunities to do things that maybe they wouldn't be able to and be loved on in a way here that maybe they wouldn't be at other places. And what's been interesting about this journey is that, you know, early on I mentioned that I was very ambitious and success oriented. And there's still a a part of me that like I, I am, 
have a high level of ambition and, and want to succeed in, in a variety of things. But how I measure success here at the organization has definitely changed. And while profit and growth is certainly one indicator of our success, there are a lot of other pieces of success that we've seen unfold here. Just building a team and the culture and the impact you can have on people, the jobs that you're able to create, the the way you're able to shape and change the industry and the customers you serve. There's there's a whole layer of things that make what we do really worthwhile. And, And that's been a joy. And so part of my joy in running Elite BSC is that I get to help and work with other contractors, helping them with their businesses. Um, most of that's through our mastermind group that, that I run. But I, my goal is to just help share all the things that we have learned. Like I, I can't, I mean, I painted with a broad brush today, but there was tons of mistakes and I did so many things wrong and I was so stupid <laughs> so many times. And um, and so there's a, a lot of mistakes that we have learned from that I think by helping others understand maybe what those mistakes are, we're able to to help you maybe avoid some of the mistakes and maybe speed up the growth. I, I know some, I have some friends in the industry who were, who have built companies much faster than, than ours was built. And, and I think it's because they had some tools that, that we didn't have early on and they, some information and knowledge. And, um, so that's my, my goal is to, to help you in your organization, to help you be able to grow, to leverage some of the success that we've had and be able to share that with you. And and hopefully you find that it's helpful and motivating and encouraging, and you can take your commercial cleaning company to the next level and, and get it to where you want to go. So this is the first of what I hope to be many episodes for this podcast. I'm just going to give general tips and talk about things that I think will be helpful to people trying to grow a commercial cleaning business. Um, I'll use my own company as an example often and try to share with you things that you think might be helpful. Um, And you can always go to our website, EliteBSC.com, to find more resources, more information, and get plugged into our group too, which is gives you more of a deep dive than what I could possibly give on this podcast. So I hope this was helpful and informative and maybe even a bit encouraging and I hope you'll tune in next time on the next episode. And until then all the best and hope you find success in what you're doing. If you found the information in this podcast helpful, please like and subscribe on whatever podcast platform that you're using. If you would like more resources or help to grow your cleaning company, head over to EliteBSC.com. We have loads of articles, videos, free tools, coaching options, and a lot more. If your company is greater than 500 k in revenue and you want to take your learning experience to the next level, check out our mastermind group. You can learn more about that at EliteBSC.com slash mastermind.